appetite uh, for us. Our text this evening uh, comes from Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read for us uh, verses 8 through 13. And they read as follows. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Uh, my thought for tonight is simply let heaven and earth proclaim. One of the things that is interesting to me about um, this text and all the texts that record of the birth of Jesus is the reality that in that time prior to this, uh, God had been silent. Uh, and what theologians and historians call the intertestamental period uh, was about a 400 year period where there were no words from the Lord. And all the people had to go on in this time was the promise that they had received long ago. But I can only imagine how difficult it was uh, to go centuries and centuries without not only hearing any new proclamation, but also not seeing any of the things that were promised come to pass. Now, if I think about uh, my children, I can imagine how anxious they are when we say, hey, this weekend we're going to go get some ice cream. And even though it's only two days from the day that I made the promise, it feels like forever as they anxiously wait for the day that we hop in the car and drive to Cold Stone or Dairy Queen or Andy's. And so imagine what it meant uh, to the Jewish people, to the people of God to wait centuries and centuries for the promise to be fulfilled. What I also find interesting about this particular time, as we know, as the text tells us, uh, that Caesar Augustus uh, was doing a census, that there was probably no more important or popular person in the region at that time than Brothers and sisters, will you seek him today? As we celebrate the coming of our Messiah, will you seek the good news as the angels proclaim that the Savior is come? The next thing we see is this um, in verse 16, it says, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. I read that again. It says, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph. And the baby who was lying in the manger, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I can only imagine what it meant for the folks in the town to see the dirty, stinky shepherds who were off and off in the fields away from the masses coming to town with this excitement because they had seen what the angels told them come to pass. 
They, they only got a glimpse of it. Uh, they only saw the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. They only saw him in the manger. And even though he was pronounced a savior and a king and he came into the world without the pomp and circumstance of a king or of a savior, he was simply in the manger, surrounded by animals, wrapped in swaddling clothing to an unwed mother. But the shepherds saw it. And they believed and they immediately ran into the town to tell folks what they had seen. But this is, I believe, the second call that we can gather that we see from the shepherds is that not only should we pursue Jesus when we hear the message of the Lord, but we should also be as excited about pursuing him and seeking him as we are to share it. It's kind of like those folks who hear about a good sale. There's two people that hear about sales. There's that person that hears about a good sale at Macy's and they feel like their, their, their favorite shirt is going to be taken up. So they don't tell anybody about it. They go and get all the good stuff. They come home and they have conversations with their friends. It's like, oh, well, where'd you get this? Oh, well, there was a sale at Macy's. Why didn't you tell me about it? Well, I don't know. And then there's the person that hears about the sale at Macy's and they go to their Facebook page and they go to their Instagram page and they go to Twitter and they say, hey, there's a sale at Macy's. It's 30% off. If you like a cool turtleneck, make sure you get there because this stuff is going fast. That second type of person is the person that hears something good. Maybe you're not a shopper like me, but if they, maybe, maybe you're a person that likes a good bake sale or that's excited when the grapes are on sale at Myers. I don't know what your thing is, but that thing that gets you excited, right? Uh, 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 but, but, but what happened is they were so excited about what they had saw because what the angels told them had come to pass that they ran into the town and began to share the good news with everyone around them so much so that the people were excited. Are we so excited about the good news of the gospel, about the good news of the Savior who has come to earth to forgive us for our sins and to die on the cross for us, that our excitement is contagious? Are we contagious like the shepherds? I'm sure that they probably got too close to the shepherds and the smell of the sheep began to rub off. And I believe like the aroma of funky sheep that our excitement about the gospel of good news should be so aromatic that when we share it, it's contagious to everyone around us, that we should be so excited about the good news, we should be so excited about salvation, we should be so excited that God has spoken to us and has shown himself to be a man and a God of his word, that when we come in contact with people with the good news, those who we come in contact with are excited. Brothers and sisters, not only do the shepherds challenge us to go and see, but the shepherds challenge us to go and tell. Are you so excited about the gospel that when you hear the word of the Lord, you can't help but to share it? Are you the person that blasts it on Facebook, that blasts it in your car, that shares it with your friends, that shares it with your enemies, that shares it with your co-workers? Or are you the person that keeps it to yourself. Brothers and sisters, the gospel news is too good to be kept to ourselves. The gospel news is too important. And in the world where people need to know that they are loved, in the world where people need to know that they are cared for, in the world where people need to know that they are not alone, but that there's a community of believers who uh, in the same way love them like God loves them, when we get the revelation of the gospel, not only should we seek Jesus, but we should spread 
the word. Spread the word about the things that we have seen, the good things that we have seen, the ways that we have seen God move in our life. Brothers and sisters, we don't have to be theologians. Brothers and sisters, we don't have to know the Bible from front to back. We don't have to grow uh, quote scriptures. We simply just need to show how we've seen God work in our own lives. Brothers and sisters, do you know that the best testimony that you can ever have to an unbeliever is to simply show how God has worked in your life? You don't have to share other people's stories or testimonies. It doesn't have to be, well, I heard or the Bible says, but no, it's more. Listen, here is how I've seen God move. Have you seen God move in your life? Have you seen God move in your family? Have you seen God answer prayers? If so, that's the testimony that you share. And the Bible says that the shepherds, after they had seen what the angels told them in front of them, that they went and shared, and their excitement was so poignant, was so contagious, that the folks in the town were excited about it as well. The next thing is this, verse 19 and 20. It says, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart because Mary was still taking in all the things that God had promised and all the things that God had proclaimed about this child. And she was just beginning to see these things come to pass. It then says that the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Brothers and sisters, there are some things that God has told us that would happen. There are some things that we have seen. There are some things that we have heard. And sometimes in our excitement about seeing the things come to pass, we forget to praise God. The shepherds had gotten this word from the angels. The shepherds had gone to see it and saw these things come to pass. The shepherds had gone into the town and shared all of these things with the people. The shepherds come back. And in the realization of all the things that they were told and the beauty of all the things that they had seen and all the things that they have heard, it says that the shepherds began to praise I believe that the third thing that the shepherd can teach us tonight as we hear and respond to the good news of the gospel, not only do we seek Jesus, not only do we share Jesus, but brothers and sisters, we should praise and glorify Jesus with our lives, with our hearts, with our mouths, with our hands, with our feet. When we clap our hands, when we say hallelujah, when we say thank you, Jesus, when we say, Lord, we love you, when we see the good news manifest in our lives, brothers and sisters, the proper response is praise. So my last question for you, brothers and sisters, is do you praise him? Do you praise him? Can you shout hallelujah? Can you shout amen? Can you shout thank you? And I know that some of us have been born and raised covenant and we don't make a lot of noise, but I think that now would be an appropriate time to give God a hand clap of praise. And if you can't clap your hands, just wave. If you got a bulletin in front of you, just wave a bulletin. Whatever way that you show praise and gratitude, this is the appropriate time because God is a good God and God loved us so much and he saw that we needed him so much that he wrapped his divinity in humanity and sent it down to earth without the pomp and circumstance, without all of the glory, without all the accolades and sent them to an unwed mother, had him born in a manger so that we can benefit from his birth. Brothers and sisters, there are times in our lives 
to this point in times going forward that we will be met with the revelation of the good news. And like these lowly shepherds uh, that God chose to reveal himself to, we are imperfect. We are on the outskirts. Brothers and sisters, we are living in a time where it's not exactly uh, popular to be believers. And we find ourselves disunified and arguing about all types of things. But brothers and sisters, we are unified in the beauty of the gospel message of Jesus Christ and the love that he shows. And so, brothers and sisters, like these shepherds, we need to go be curious about Jesus and seek him out. We need to spread what we have seen and spread the way that he has served us and changed us, and we need to be in a constant posture of praise. The thing that gets me the most excited, brothers and sisters, is when I sit back and think about this, that God could have chosen anyone to enact his mission of good news, but he decided to use a barren woman to birth the one who would prepare the way he decided to use an unwed, poor teenager to carry the promise and the Savior. He used the manger as the first dwelling place for the Savior and the ruler of the world, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He used outcast shepherds to spread the words. And brothers and sisters, he wants to use you and me. He wants to use you and me. So whether we identify with the heavenly host or identify with earthly kings or identify with the lonely shepherds, the message of the good news was a universal message and it was for all. And so though the Romans shouted uh, good news when Caesar Augustus was born, the whole world can shout because the good news for Jesus Christ was for everybody. And if it's, if it's not good news for everybody, then can it really be good news, brothers and sisters? This good news that comes from salvation through Jesus Christ is something that each and every person in creation can grab a hold to and be connected to and feel the community and the love of Jesus Christ. That's real good news. He chose shepherds. He chose you. He chose me. My station in life doesn't matter. Where I've been doesn't matter. Who I was doesn't matter. Who I'm connected to doesn't matter. Because he loves you, and you and you and you, and because he sent his son to die for you, we all bear the weight and responsibility of those shepherds in the field who saw the angels and responded to the message that said that the Savior was born in the town of David. Brothers and sisters, that's what we celebrate tonight. The Savior who was born in the lowly manger. He identifies with us in our low places, in our high places, in those places that we rather not show. Jesus is there to remind us that we are Loved. Like the song that says, Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. We stand here today because the heavens proclaim his glory. The angels and the host of angels proclaim his glory. But so do us on the earth. Proclaim the glory of the King. In Jesus' name. The word of the Lord. Amen.